one of the biggest things you can take away from this episode is that we're asking you to really self-reflect. If you're feeling directionless and overwhelmed and just distracted and disorganized, we're asking you to raise the level of self-awareness that you have and just start to ask yourself why. Like once you assess your day, assess where you're spending the time, assess the, the feelings that you have, assess the fact that you feel overwhelmed, now step back and say why. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Wait, are we ready to go? We are ready to go. All right. Welcome back to the Push Podcast. I am Janelle. And I'm Edward Copeland. Okay. Uh, This is episode number 83. Today we're going to be talking to you about feeling overwhelmed. If you are, lots of people are. Then we're going to do some spring cleaning to clean up your mental mess. Why are we doing this? Because uh, it's spring. <laughs> it's April. We're officially a third. No, we're a quarter through 2021. Yeah. And I, I think what I was thinking about when we were talking about this episode was we're actually an entire year, like from when it got real bad. Right. Right. And, and, I think that when you think about 2020, some people may think that that year was lost for them. Mm-hmm. And so they may be trying to do everything they possibly can to catch up. Right. So if you are feeling any of the four D's, if you're feeling disoriented, disorganized, distraction, distraction, distracted or directionless, then this episode is for you. So. Yeah. And I think that the four D's applied heavily in the beginning of the pandemic. Absolutely. And they probably are just as important now because I think you go an entire year where you were probably more sedentary than than, mm-hmm. than before. And so you got all this energy that you weren't exerting. Right. Uh, Especially and, if you're a kid, like not yeah. on campus anymore, or if you're not going to work and you've been doing some working from home. I think it's fair to say that there's a lack of organization or structure potentially mm-hmm. around your schedule. Like if you don't have to get up early to go to the gym, the gyms have been closed. Right. If you don't have to get up to, you know, go for your hour long commute, then you're not doing the things you normally did. Right. And so then your routine gets all messed up. Everything is is kind of disoriented. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think that that opens you up to other distractions and other things that really hamper your ability to move forward. And I think that that's where people get really directionless. Right. Right. So we're going to talk about some ways to see and identify if this is you and if you are feeling stuck and some things that you can do to get yourself back on track. Yeah, and absolutely. So, you know, I don't know exactly if you know this, the people that are listening or watching this, but I love zombie Oh, movies, shows, doesn't matter. That's my thing. Is this your what in the world or is this This is my what episode? in the world. This is my what in the world. So okay. 
I have, uh, like many people, watched more TV because of this. Well, probably because, you know, I was home with you. Okay. And so we, like, watch TV. And, and so then well, I got... don't try to make it sound no, like all I do no, is say I watch no, TV. No, we, you were recovering. And so we were spending time. When you, you can't necessarily work and do all right. this everything. So we mm-hmm. were enjoying each other's company and, and, you know, taking in some shows. And we had watched years, years ago... The Walking Dead. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And got all into that show. This really great characters, great storyline. Uh, and then what I didn't know, but they created another show that's like the West Coast version. Is it new? It's newer. Okay. It's like they're in, I think they're heading into the sixth season. It's called, and it's the, called? the Fear of the Walking Dead. Okay. Right. And so it's like the West Coast version of the outbreak happened in LA. But then last night, so we got recommended to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And so. <laughs> This movie was called Train of to Bus Bus Bossum Bossum U S A N. It was a Korean film, mm-hmm. and he's, the person that recommended it said, "Yeah, this is a great movie." And it was like ninety four percent Rotten Tomatoes, right? And I go, "Oh, okay." And I looked at it, and I was like, "This looks like an, an Asian film, which is great." And you know, I thought, "Okay, this is good." Hey, stop it's, Asian hate, right? And so right. this we're is, all for it. And this is you know, this is highly rated. And so I go, is it, is, is there subtitles? Like, is this in English? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, what? You well, recommended this. How do you this? see it? Because you don't What speak. in the world is going yeah. on? You recommended this and you, didn't, you don't know. Okay, fine. Maybe you just okay. were just trying to find something that I enjoy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so we end up, we turn it on and it's completely subtitles. Completely. The whole, entire the whole movie. thing. And so we were like, I was like, let's just give it a shot, you know? At one point you said, she's a really good actor. And I said, <laughs> you don't have the slightest clue if little she girl. is fucking up all of her lines or what. Right. And you started laughing because it's you really have no clue whether she's a great actress. I, I just felt what, she, what yeah, was going on. Through the subtitles. That right. was powerful. And I think that was the first movie that I have ever like a foreign film that I have watched from the beginning to the end. And I got to tell you, it subtitles. was a great movie. I loved yeah. it. It was great. It was good. Uh, there was some moments, obviously, as a zombie connoisseur mm-hmm. that I was like, come on. This isn't going to happen. This- <laughs> Bad decisions. I, but maybe it was the Korean culture. Like, maybe they go slower. <laughs> I definitely think that they didn't do a solid job of communicating with one another in the middle of an apocalypse. Like, we need to be talking. There needs to be communication. No one said, I love you. Not once. No one said, are, are you, you okay? okay? <laughs> Not once. <laughs> and it was, like, very much, like, an experience because we were like, maybe this is our expectation as Americans. Right. Of the conversations you should be having. But yeah, that that came up short. But overall, it was a good movie. The thing is, you guys, Eddie loves zombies. He loves to familiarize himself like (laughs) with what the things are, what steps you should take when an apocalypse jumps off. You got to be ready. And so for years, we have been talking about like who in our family would be the first to go, who would be the first to get eaten, <laughs> who would we leave, quite frankly, who would be What's she's our meeting a liability, area? where's the liability or where's the meeting area. So we're fully prepared and equipped to get through a zombie apocalypse. But the question and the reason why this is relevant to the conversation today is what kind of person would you be in an apocalypse? Yeah, and so that so for all of you listening, like I'm not just sitting there vegging out. I am fascinated by what people become in a pan in a pandemic. Yeah, that right. too. Uh, but in the, in a zombie apocalypse, like these storylines, people. 
who are ordinary individuals that go to work every single day. They do all these different things. This, you know, apocalypse happens and the zombies are attacking. And over time, people become very different individuals. Right. I woke up at 4.30 in the morning and I was categorizing them out of nowhere. I was like, okay, people become either the, they become a killer, they become... <laughs> a helper. A helper, a healer. A, a guide. A, re, a restorer. No, not... <laughs> People who want to restore societies, like I have a whole list. So maybe we'll do an episode on. We are what not do you think, going to do an entire you, episode. Who do you on. think you will become if there was something ever to jump off? And so I he shares it. this with me, and I said it's no different than what you become when you come into money. Yeah, and it's also no different than what you become when a global pandemic hits. Well, because the thing is, is if you are used to running your life in disorganization and panic, guess what? That heightens in a zombie apocalypse, (laughs) in a pandemic, and anything tragic, even, I think, when you have money. Well, the difference is, yeah, you're absolutely right. All those things will play a big part in you becoming something different or more becoming more of what you already are. are. But the difference is is that you lose everything. There's Mm -hmm. no law. There's no commerce. Economy is not a thing. And so people are like, at some point, you have to live off the earth and you've got to go back to growing things and all these different things, which is pretty interesting. But in that transition to this new world, like people become very, very different than when they were when they were in civilization. Right. So it's just interesting. It's a psychological thing for me that I thought was fantastic. So well, my, I love that. my what in the world is don't recommend movies to people <laughs> if you don't know if they're <laughs> subtitled or not. But you're 100% certain it's a foreign film. <laughs> but it was a great movie. It was so a great movie. Shout out. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. How do you want to bring this back in? Because today we're talking about, you know, being disorganized, spring cleaning through your mental mess. How well, do we help we, people? <laughs> to bring it all back, we do live in a society that, um, you know, has laws and we have rules. Uh, but we also have technology. We also have options. We have choices to make around what we do every single day, where our time goes. And if we are not careful, um, we can become overwhelmed by all those things. And it puts us in a state of being paralyzed, being petrified. Time scarcity. uh, And time scarcity. Uh, And sometimes people are time poor, right? Or they think that they're time poor. Mm -hmm. And and what ends up happening is that I think you live this world that's filled with tons of anxiety because you don't think you can get anything done. Right. Um, So... So this episode is also partly inspired by the fact that it's kind of the one year anniversary since shit hit the fan with the pandemic, right? right? When it did, we quickly saw that a lot of our friends, family members, people we care about, coworkers were freaking out, right? They were disorganized. uh, They were distraught and they were just kind of trying to figure out like, how do I even wrap my mind around this? So they needed to do some spring cleaning last year. So we did a 30 day mind body business challenge last year. And so we wanted to kind of walk you guys through some of the things that we shared in that 30 day challenge in the next 30 minutes over this podcast episode. And with that, we had developed a journal that we've been using since about we've been working on developing it mostly me since 2015. (laughs) I love journaling. And it's available for you if you just go to the show notes of this podcast episode or go to JanelleCopeland.com. We want to get you a copy. You'd print out 30 days of a journal. And this journal is going to help you with daily positivity. It's going to help you with goal setting and direction. It's going to help you with like reflecting on every day. It'll help spark some self-motivation. 
It'll help keep you focused on the three things that you have to get done every day because the reality is, is we overestimate what we can get done in a day, but we severely, wait, we mm-hmm. underestimate right. what we can get done in 30 days, let's say, right? right? And, um, and then we just overestimate a lot of what things. we can do in a day. Yeah. yeah. So like commitment, determination, purpose, your commitment to excellence. So I think those people that are listening to the Push Podcast, you show up every week because you want to do better in life. And so yeah. this is our way of helping you spring clean your thoughts, get some organization going on in your mindset. And we want to gift this to you. So it's going to be free. And in the next, I'd say 30 to 60 days, it's going to be on sale on Amazon. So we'll keep you posted on that. But for now, all you got to do is print out a free 30-day journal. It's something that Again, I've been using for a very long time. I've used tons and tons of journals. They're back here on the bottom shelf. And I added all of the elements that I think help keep you on track. So it's my yeah. gift to you. And I think and just to kind of add the, to the benefit of a journal, a journal is great to offload the things that will rest on your mind, right. that will keep your mind spinning and moving when you want it to be quiet, right? And so Utilizing a journal is a tool. And so one of the things that we'll we'll talk a lot about is is like when you have overwhelm and you need to do some spring cleaning to kind of get yourself clear again, uh, I kind of likened it to like dental floss, like mental floss. (laughs) And the reason why I say that is because like the things that are distracting you, the things that are disorienting you, the things that are leaving you directionless, those things are in the cracks and the crevices of your mind Mm -hmm. that need special tools and a journal is a special tool to kind of get in there and clean those things out so that you can find some some clarity and find some direction and all the different things that are going to help you this year love it so click on the show notes and you'll be able to download a copy of the journal you can print it out and i would say you got to get committed if you really have a problem with some like mental clarity and you're feeling disorganized and overwhelmed and uh, you really want to fix it. You got to do something different in order to get a different outcome, right? Right. So, Absolutely. So let's talk about how to like get on track, though. In addition to the journal, where's the first thing that we start with? We talk about your time. Right. Your time. It's limited. Everybody only gets 24 hours in a day. You're usually sleeping for eight of those. You're probably working for eight of those. It leaves you with another eight. What do right. you do with those eight hours? Yeah. And so I think what we will say is you have to track and you have to unpack. Mm-hmm. Like if you are feeling this in this place of confusion and frustration and it's all due to the overwhelm, I think you have to really start saying, okay, where where's my time going? Uh, I may not be giving myself a, the allotted amount of time to to really get clear, to have space and in, in, to get my mind right, or to exercise or to do things that are really essential. Uh, and I think when you start to track, it's not so much about changing it immediately. I think you have to unpack why are you spending your time there. Right. So there's this really great, I can't even remember where it came from, where I her- first heard about it, but I YouTubed it the other day and I'm totally going to make a TikTok on this. But it's about like if I have this really large vase or a jar and I put all my big rocks in it. So big rock would be family. Big rock would be work. Big rock would be finances, like Mm -hmm. responsibilities, all of the things I have to do, right? Your health, things like that. And then you say, oh, look, it's full to the top. Well, is it? Because now I can add sand in it or little pebbles in it. Mm -hmm. And the little pebbles are distractions. Mm. So they can fit within the big rocks, but the big rocks are in there first, Right, right? Right. 
once the big rocks are in there and now the little pebbles are in there, you can also still fit in some sand because sand will sink to the bottom. Right. So is it true you could fit a lot of shit in that glass? Oh, right? yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the opposite, though, is also like ineffective. It's highly ineffective. So let's say you have the same jar. And instead of starting with the big rocks, which mm-hmm. are your main priorities, you start with sand. Sand mm-hmm. is bullshit. Like mm-hmm. social media, you know, getting distracted on the phone, binge watching Netflix, doing all of those little things that don't add up to anything. Well, I think also the accumulating crap. Like right. Buying things and put li- being a hoarder. Yeah, filling your life up with stuff. That you think will make you happy, but it's not really a big rock. Right, right. So if I fill that vase with sand. Mm-hmm. Can I now put pebbles in, which pebbles are kind of like you've got the big rocks and then you've got the pebbles, which are important. That's like that's a dentist appointment for your floss (laughs) analogy. Right. Those are things that are also important that you have to fit in. Right. But if you fill your entire vase with sand, which is the bullshit, you can't fit the pebbles in, let alone the big rocks. Yeah. So That's does that visual. make sense? Yeah. It's a very visual thing. And I'm going to put a TikTok together for you. But she's going to go outside. But find her I already tried to order when, when rocks you on Amazon. That, when you were giving that in, in that example, that illustration mm-hmm. that you wonderfully put. OK. I was thinking about the first time you were talking about like you put your big rocks in this glass jar mm-hmm. and then you pour sand on it. What was interesting, I was thinking then you'll never be able to get those rocks out of there. Yeah, your brain went way too far. No, but I'm just thinking like... I'm saying prioritizing. No, I know, but hear me out. What I'm saying is is that you put these big rocks in and then you add sand to it. Mm -hmm. And then the sand almost creates a barrier where you can't even get to the things that are most important. So that's... I mean, you could go in that direction. (laughs) Your TikTok could be about that. My TikTok is about fitting all of the things in that are necessary. Because let's be real. Your family's important, your work's important, your sleep is important. All of those things are important. Those are big rocks. But it's also important to go to the dentist. It's also important to go to the gym. It's also important to meal prep and eat Mm -hmm. healthy food, right? It's also important to have a girl's night out with your girlfriends or your guy friends. It's also equally, I wouldn't say equally, but it's also important to every now and then watch a Korean movie or binge watch The Walking Dead or whatever, right? (laughs) Those things help you live a balanced life. You feel guilty when you put the sand first Mm. is what I'm saying. Okay, gotcha. So the point is, is like in your vase of life, you have to have all three of those. You need the big rocks. Those Mm -hmm. are necessary. So the point is to prioritize them. Make space for them first, which is, again, something that the journal helps you do. And then you can add in the pebbles. And then there's still room for the sand. Right. But there's less room for the sand versus if you were to fill the whole thing with sand. And then now you have nowhere to put your big rocks. Right. Now you're screwed. (laughs) You just are. Make sense? Makes sense. Okay. And and when people, it was interesting because when we did this challenge and people started tracking their day, like things were revealed to them that they, that were very unconscious. Yep. Like just how much time they were spending on things that really wasn't necessary but it was part of their daily routine. And so what happens when you start tracking things is you, it gives you an opportunity to question mm-hmm. and to say, okay, is this where my time should be going? Right. If I'm not paying attention, if I'm not bringing something that's unconscious to the surface, then I'll never know that that's where I'm, my time is going. I'll just always think that I'm always running out of time. So here's something you could do if you don't want to download the journal. Start tomorrow morning when you wake up. What time did you wake up? What did you do? How long did it take you to get ready? I remember when we went through this challenge, 
that was something that we had kind of given to everyone to do. And Eddie was really misunderstanding the amount of time that it took him between the time that he woke up to actually shower, get ready, you know, get on the bike, do all the stuff that you wanted to do. And I know that I do too. Mm -hmm. So I know that when I wake up, I need two hours. I don't even wear a ton of makeup. It's just, I want to get up slowly. I want to take my time. I want to take a shower. I want to do my hair. For me to get fully ready, not feel rushed, for me to feel like I've got my day started, have some tea, light a candle, I need two hours. Yeah. So if I know that and I'm aware because I've unpacked that and now I've seen it, then I can either try to hurry up, I can overcommit, I could stress myself out, or I can wake up with the appropriate amount of time. Yeah. Right? So if you start tracking what time you wake up, how long it takes you to get ready, You took a phone call. Great. Write it down. How long was that phone call? 45 minutes. I promise you by the end of that day, when someone asks you, how did your day go? Rather than just saying it was fine, you'll be able to have some sort of accomplishments, hopefully, if you're focusing on the big rocks, (laughs) Right, right. right? Or you'll be able to identify that you're spending a lot of time on the sand. Yeah, and and then the last thing I'll just say is just make sure part it's called track and unpack. Mm -hmm. Like track those things, but then ask the question, okay, you know, what makes this thing so important that I spend this much time on? Mm-hmm. Um, what am I getting from it that makes it valuable to me? Uh, because a lot of times it's just noise, right? Right, And it's not, and we'll get into that a little bit as well. It's not anything that's really of value to you. It's not bringing anything better into your life except for more confusion and more distractions. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So good. So that's number one, track and unpack. Number two, stop overthinking. What do you want them to stop overthinking? Um, just do. Like, I think that so many people I talk to, they want to do something. They want to start a business. They want to change their career. They want it to go out on a limb and they want to do their career. And they're constantly overthinking what's their next move. Right. Right. And so they just overthink it, overthink it. And so the, their the analysis, uh, paralysis, paralysis by analysis. Right. And so constantly trying to think everything all the way through until they get to a place where they don't know how to put it into action. And you never took action because you're too busy thinking about all the things you have to do, right? Yeah, and then they not only are thinking about it, then they're thinking about how what they're thinking about, and then they're feeling what they're feeling about whatever it is they want to take on, how hard it's going to be, or what, maybe they don't feel prepared. Shame, and then they, unworthiness. Right, and start judging those, those feelings. Mm-hmm. And then you go into this perpetual emotional cycle where you now... I think about a thought, I, th- I feel the thought, and I think about how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. And then I and then I can't get anything done. So I heard this quote that says, just do. Don't even don't think Not just, just do, do it. But that's here's Nike. No, I know. Just do. And then after reflect. Mm-hmm. And then ask yourself, should I have done that? Yeah. Right? Should I continue to do this? And that how did that feel? Was it hard? Was it challenging? Did I have progress? If so, then do it again. And I think that one of the biggest things you can take away from this episode is that we're asking you to really self-reflect. If you're feeling directionless and overwhelmed and just distracted and disorganized, we're asking you to raise the level of self-awareness that you have and just start to ask yourself why. Like Once you assess your day, assess where you're spending the time, assess the, the feelings that you have, assess the fact that you feel overwhelmed, now step back and say why. Why am I choosing to do this? Why does it make me feel this way? Why am I spending so much time on this? Why am I overthinking this? Like, just start asking why. Right. And don't be biased. Don't beat yourself up. Don't create more shame, but really just be honest. You know, I mean, I spend 
an entire day the other day on TikTok, not consuming, but creating, right? Right. And one, it's new. Two, why did I do it? I did it intentionally. That entire day I spent to put out content, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a purpose behind it. Why did I do that? So that way the people that are looking to grow their business can show up and, you know, see and consume something that's worthy of, you know, holding their attention, hopefully, or something that will spark some sort of thought or conversation. And then hopefully they'll click on our website. Right. Hopefully they'll. So there's an intention behind it. Right. But I see business owners so often spending the bulk of their day scrolling through Instagram. And if you really ask yourself why. Right. It's not bringing you more business. It's not really growing your followers. You just think that that's what you're supposed to do. So you're creating all this busyness, which again is sand. Yeah. And and I think what ends up happening is that people consume content and then they think to themselves, oh, I could probably do this, but then they don't do it. And they just consume more content and more content instead of actually being on purpose and creating something of value for people to actually use and and to in whatever aspect of their life they want to use it. And I'll tell you one of the things I think that keeps most people stuck is that you are over consuming. Yeah. You're over consuming. So you're watching too much Instagram, you're watching too much TikTok, and you're seeing other people be really, really good at it. Why? Because they are actually doing, right? right? And then you wind up still staying stuck while they're getting better. And then it makes your starting point even harder. Yeah. So that kind of leads me to the next thing, which is number three, set boundaries. You've yeah. got to set boundaries. You should never be consuming more than you're creating. Yeah. And I think that when you set your own like self-discipline, I think the discipline is a muscle. Uh, that translates into other things that you're going to need to be disciplined around, like your diet, like yep. you know your routines, things that are going to help you and progress you in life. There has to be some type of you know, discipline put in place. And, you know, we've talked about setting boundaries for others, but do you have boundaries for yourself? Right. And I'll tell you a good portion of last year, we did not have boundaries around when we were going to bed. Yeah. We didn't have boundaries around what we were eating. We were just every day, like, what do you feel like? Right. And then we kind of woke up this year and we were like, why are we only eating what we feel like? Like that doesn't right. <laughs> create discipline. It doesn't create healthy habits. It doesn't create any sort of structure. And so we should be focused on fueling our bodies with food that energizes us so we can feel better about our life, our bodies, our minds feel refreshed. And so this year we've been focused on creating more discipline around our routines and specifically around what we're eating, right? Yeah. And so the word discipline, that's a whole nother podcast episode on itself, but it sounds negative. It's actually what creates success. In anything. Yeah. yeah. Discipline is freedom, right? Because if we are a slave to our emotions and our pleasures and what we feel like we want, then we're actually not in control. We're just kind of giving in to the things that feel good at the moment in the time. And we know that things that feel good over a duration usually snatch away our freedom. So yep. it snatches away our health, it snatches away our money, snatches away our career aspirations. Relationships. I don't think there's any discipline that's out there that snatches anything away. If anything, it actually gives light to things. It gives you access. When you have a very disciplined exercise routine, all of a sudden your health is not an issue and you have freedom and energy to do whatever you want to do. Right. 
when you have discipline around your money, all of a sudden, now you have freedom to make the choices that you want to make with your money to have access to the things that that give you options in in this world. So I think that we have to change how that feels for people because people hear discipline and they feel like something's going to be taken away instead of actually being able to gain because of it. So that step is setting boundaries in order to create some better uh, practices around discipline and structure. The next step, which is step four, I'm going to take you back to like, you've got to set time aside to plan. Something I say often that really pisses people off, and I say it all the time because it used to piss me off, is like, when you're feeling overwhelmed, you have to be able to slow down in order to speed up. So you've got to slow down assess where you're spending your time. You've got to assess the things that are important to you and figure out how to plan and strategize to get those things done. So that's going to bring me back to the journal that we keep plugging for you to get. All you've got to do is download it for free and it'll help you choose three priorities every day, things that have to get done. And you want to take and keep in mind, like, what is the 30 day goal that I'm trying to achieve? If you're trying to lose five pounds, you should probably be prioritizing the things that you're going to be eating every single meal, right? Right. And so it'll help you prioritize. If you're trying to grow your business and we're telling you that social media, hours of social media each day is actually sand, then what if you were to schedule and plan and be structured around when you're going to show up on social media every day? Maybe every day it's between 12 and 1, the lunch hour. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're going to go on and you're going to engage, you're going to post and you're going to show up intentionally for one hour. It would make you feel so much better and you could celebrate that at the end of the day versus feeling like you didn't gain any traction. Because I promise you, if you scheduled that for 30 days and you were just adhering to a schedule with some discipline, you'd see way better results in every area of your life. Oh, yeah. And you know what's interesting? And this is why it's so important that you plan writing things down with your hands, journaling things, whether you type it or with your hands, is because it allows you to disassociate. And why that's so important is, is could you imagine writing down, hey, today I'm going to watch six hours of television and not feel a certain kind of way about it. Oh, I'm going to consume three hours of TikTok without creating any content. I'm just going to watch three hours mm-hmm. of video. If you wrote that down, you would sit there and go, oh, I'm not going to do that. Right. Right. I'm going to eat nothing but Twinkies and donuts today. That's pl- my meal plan for the day. If you read that, you would go, oh, no, 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 there's no way I'm going to do that. Right. And so there's a power to writing those things right. down because now you have to reflect on it. You have to almost say to yourself, I'm not going to do that. Right. And so you'll find yourself writing things that you know are more from the higher sense of your mind Mm -hmm. where you're actually planning out the things that are really productive and helpful for you. Yeah, so step number four, make sure you stop, (laughs) slow down in order to speed up and we're gonna ask you to plan, strategize, and journal. Step number five, you gotta learn how to prioritize. We've said this a million times, but I think it starts with leaving your emotions out. What does that mean? Yeah, I think when you prioritize and you're making a, if you're looking at things that are important, the last thing you want to do is you don't want to do that from a place of emotion, right? Because when you start to think about, oh, I feel like this is so important, that may not be true. Right. There may be some type of hang up you have with it emotionally that that's drawing you towards that and not necessarily thinking about it from more of a strategic standpoint of like, okay, this has to be important because this is the, the domino effect of this, the repercussions of this. If I don't do this right, is this. Here's a consequence, right? And so I think when you learn how to prioritize 
better. And I think you really put the things first that's supposed to be first. Well, it's kind of, it works reverse too. If you say like, you know, it's really important that I work out. I don't want to leave that till like the later part of the day because then it was something I, I just don't feel like waking up to do. You're using your emotions to factor in something that you said was a commitment. You said was a priority And now you're leaving it up to kind of happenstance. And later on in the day when you're tired or you've had a shitty day, it's not going to happen. Right. Right. So prioritizing the things that are important, big rocks, Mm -hmm. but leaving your emotions out. Absolutely. So stop. Well, start noticing how many times in a day you say things like, I don't really feel like doing that. I'm on TikTok right now or on Instagram because I just I feel like I'm tired. I feel like I need a break. I feel like follow like what is it that you're telling yourself you feel and then ask yourself like are emotions required right now? (laughs) Do I need to really be checking in with how I feel all day long? Because if I focused on how I felt, I'd probably be at the spa every damn day. Absolutely. Like I would be living in leisure every day. Why? Because I don't feel like getting out of bed when it's cold. I feel like staying in bed because my bed is comfortable and cozy, right? Right. I don't really feel like working out every day because, I mean, it's hard and then you get sweaty and then it's just like a difficult thing. I don't feel like, you know, getting dressed for the day. Why? Because pajamas are more comfortable. (laughs) I don't feel like I should have to show up and record a podcast or you know, do something difficult that's scary for my business. Why? Because it feels unsafe or it feels uncomfortable. So if you think about all of the things that you think feel good, those are actually the things that hinder you from living your best life, from having any sort of structure, organization. Those are all of the things if you focused on your feelings you'd be listening to the Push podcast right now trying to figure out how to get your life together. Right, right. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I think that you get to that place where you learn how to make things a priority is really understanding what are the things that are essential in your life Mm -hmm. and then working from that, right? And so, so talk not, about the power of elimination. Yeah. Then. So you have like the po- the power of, uh, well, I'll talk about the power there you of elimination go. is a lot of times we think about adding, like we, we're constantly adding things to our lives, right? We're adding stuff, we're adding, you know, responsibilities, we're adding our family, but the power of elimination is the ability to say, like, let me take these things out. And I'll never forget the story of, of Warren Buffett. Um, where Warren Buffett, if you haven't heard this, Warren Buffett was getting on a jet with his private jet, obviously, mm-hmm. his pilot. And obviously, when you're when you're you know flying Warren Buffett around, one of the richest men in the world, you're probably trying to glean some type of information from mm-hmm. this individual. And so his pilot asked him, like, hey, how do you really goal set? Right. Mm-hmm. And so Warren Buffett said, well, let me, I'll walk you through it. And so he said, write down top 25 things that um, you want to accomplish in life. So he writes them all down and, you know, he takes the time to do that. And I mean, many people don't ever do that. Right. And so you sit, he sat there, he felt really good that he was able to put them in order by priority of which things he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And he says, and Warren Buffett says, so now what are you going to do? He says, well, great. I have it written down. I'm just going to go down the list mm-hmm. and try to, you know, knock out all these 25 things. Right. And Warren Buffett says, see, that's the problem people have. Your goal is to say, what are the top five things? And then avoid the other 20 with like your life. By any means necessary. Yeah. And so eliminating those things because 
those 20 those things are your distractions. Those are your distractions because while you're thinking about the top five, you're also thinking, oh, but I really want to do this too. Mm. And so now- It also gives you an out because if like, let's say you're working on the top five and four just feels scary hard right. or it doesn't feel like it's growing as fast as you want it to, you just go to seven because <laughs> seven feels better. Yeah. Again, the feelings, right? Right, right. And so I think that that's really solid advice. Like write down 25 things that you want to do, you've been dying to do, you love to do. And then only do the first five. Right. Yeah. Because you think about it like this. You say, God, I can't believe that the number one thing that I want to accomplish is actually being is in jeopardy because of my number three, number three or number 10. Mm -hmm. Right. And so number 10 is actually taking my time away from number one. Yeah. And so if you find yourself divided that way where you're like, OK, I have all these things I'm working on. Use the power of elimination. I know it feels like an emotional thing, but if just removing those things as an even option. I'm not even going to look at that yeah. as, as something I want to do. Then you, I'm sure you're going to find more progress in number one. Yeah, eliminating the noise. It kind of reminds me, before you gave that analogy of Warren Buffett, it reminded me of when Shonda Rhimes did The Year of Yes. Mm. And I thought, ooh, that makes me really nervous <laughs> to say yes to everything because I'm very, very, very into saying no to things right. and eliminating things. And right. I think that most people need to start there, especially women. In our experience working with female entrepreneurs, women by nature, we're nurturers, we're people pleasers. And so we have a tendency to say yes to more things than we should, to overcommit to more things than we should be committed to based on the priority list that right. we have, the things that we say are important. We say yes to all this other bullshit for everybody right. else, but we need to be focused on our top five, not in a selfish way, but just in a way of realigning you and getting you to eliminate the distractions, right? So I would challenge you, in addition to the one through five, one through 25, what can you say no to? What is literally robbing you of focusing on your one through five right now? And so that's kind of my, where my brain goes with elimination if you are a people pleaser, you need to start writing some of the things down that you're doing regularly for right. other people that are not getting you to where you're trying to go with the limited amount of time that you have. Yeah. And it's almost like making a list of to do's for the day and saying, OK, my goal is to eliminate as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and narrow down to the things that are the most important, because in your current task list, or your to do list, you have two or three things that are hypercritical and everything else is noise. Right. Everything else is not really bringing value to your life, not really going to make a difference. In a lot of cases, if you're looking at your list the correct way, some of your top to three things that you're trying to accomplish actually eliminate the other things in your list as well, right? Yeah. Because they're big rocks, right? And so a lot of times the big rocks have a, a, very, a ripple effect that actually help you eliminate some of the other things or cancel those things out because they just weren't important. In the first so place. here's an example, because we're talking about like health and wellness. If you prioritized healthy eating and healthy meals, you could eliminate the fact that you also need to lose weight. <laughs> right. You could eliminate the fact that you are feeling self-conscious. You could eliminate the fact that your clothes aren't fitting you and it's making you feel some type of way about yourself and, and your confidence, right? So focusing on that big thing which is the system, the structure, the prioritizing of the discipline, right. kind of knocks out all those other kill yeah. two birds with one like stone. You get really good shape. You start sleeping really well, which I need to work on. You start doing all these things and you don't need coffee anymore. So now you've eliminated having to go get coffee. 
Bad habits. <laughs> you, eliminate, you say no to that. Yeah, you eliminate that that whole time that you spend getting your caffeine. So a lot of those things there are some things that really have a ripple effect and yep. can clear things up in your life. Yeah, so we hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you are looking to declutter your mind, get back on track and kick off this second part of the four quarter year, because mm-hmm. we're going into the second quarter now, we are in the second quarter, right? Right. Uh, maybe you in December, you decided that you had some New Year's resolutions. Guess what? You already lost a quarter. Right. So you lost three months. Maybe it was helpful. Helpful. Maybe you achieved some of those goals, but we're going to push you now to step into the second quarter in a better, more organized and disciplined way. And so head over to JanelleCopeland.com or click the link in the show notes and make sure that you download your free copy of the 30 Day Thrive Journal. If you print it out and if you start to use it, we really hope that you'll share it on social media. Tag us at Janelle Copeland, Cope with Eddie because we want to see your progress. Yeah, and I sure. think I'm going to start journaling on TikTok every day. That'd be TikTok's awesome. like our new thing. Here's a fun story for you really quick before I let you go. Eddie, my husband, has had what, like 1,100 Instagram followers for like ever, mm-hmm. zero TikTok followers. <laughs> and maybe 10, 12 days ago, you decided to just show up on TikTok. And you said, every day I'm going to post one thing. It's going to be less than 15 seconds, less than a minute. Right. And I want to shout you out because you guys, he's like at 5,600 followers on Instagram now. And you have a couple thousand followers on TikTok now. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? And all you did, just you showed up. Yeah. The videos that were the worst with the worst filters (laughs) where the kids were making fun of you, like some of them went viral, right? Got like thousands of views. And we were like, this is a prime example. This is like God's way of ordaining you. Oh, my God. Saying, I told you, all you got to do is show up. Yep. Just be in action. Show up and show out. Just do. So I want to recognize you for just doing. Now my wife is going to be super famous because she's putting on some high quality videos. I got to catch up to you. So anyways, go follow us on TikTok. uh, Janelle Copeland at Eddie Copeland. Cope with Eddie. Oh, sorry. Cope with Eddie. On both Instagram and TikTok. And if this episode served you, please take a couple of seconds just to leave a comment or write a review. It helps us, you know, curate the conversations that we're going to have with you. And last thing, show up on Clubhouse. I've been showing up on Clubhouse, having really great business conversations. And we just want to help you grow in business and life and your relationships and your finances and just let us know how we can help. So we will see you soon. And until then, we hope you push through. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.